What's up, dads and dudettes? Summer sales bros and summer sales gals. It's your boy Rake here with another fantastic episode of the No Soliciting Experience. Before we get rolling, before we cue the music, before we bring in the next guest, just got to ask you guys for a huge favor. If you guys find value in this episode of the podcast, all I ask is that you share it with somebody, somebody who you feel like may benefit and find value as well. So with that, let's get into it. Cue the music. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. All right, guys, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. It's your boy, Rick, here. Um, super pumped and super excited for today's guest. Um, he is known as the solar goat, the goat of the solar industry, Mr. Mike, Michael O'Donnell himself. Mike, do, do you prefer Mike or Michael? Michael's good. Okay, perfect. All right, Michael. Well, can you introduce yourself to the people? Sure thing. So I just told you Michael, and I'll say, I'm Mike O'Donnell. <laughs> so that's me knocking on the door. Knock, knock, knock. I'm Michael O'Donnell, Mike O'Donnell. I don't care what you call me. Uh, just don't call me after you go solar, right? I love the name of the uh, of the program, No Soliciting. So uh, I was with Sam Taggart in Las Vegas um, two years ago at the, his sales summit. Um, I was there doing the solar breakout talk where we were talking about the hacks, habits, and skills of eight-figure solar sales. And that, that's kind of what I talk to people about is how to get into the mentality, how to learn the skills, how to get yourself to keep performing at a level where you're doing eight figures. We're talking $10 million a year plus, which is you know somewhere between two and a half and three and a half million uh, watts of, of solar sold. But anyway, we're at the sales summit, Rick, and, uh, and, and, and Taggart pulls off this huge uh, coup, right? He's all about no recruiting. And he gathers all the best D2D guys on uh, planet Earth, gets them all into this Airbnb mansion uh, in Las Vegas. And he says, guys, guess what? All that non-recruiting stuff was a huge hoax. This was I brought you all together because I'm, I, I, this is my plan. I'm recruiting you into this huge door-to-door enterprise. I've got the best guys on the planet. You guys are going to love it. For the rest of the morning, we're going to go out door-to-door in Vegas, and we're going to sell no soliciting signs. <laughs> oh my we gosh did. we did they're like you know i don't know i don't remember 50 or 100 of us and teams of four or five and we went out and knocked doors uh for about i'd say a good three four hours and uh we sold no soliciting signs videotaped it um i didn't get the award for the most no soliciting signs sold, but i got the award for the uh the most batshit crazy uh <laughs> video we went into this we, we uh, tagged, uh, what do you call it? We just rolled into a, a, a gate-bested, what do you call it? I haven't had a word for it. When you go into a, no, uh, a, a gated community. So we roll into this gated community, tailgate. We tailgate into this gated community and we pop out of the car and there's this uh, Asian uh, uh, man and wife, they're a couple, they're in their driveway and they're talking to each other and we're going to get out and we're going to pitch them. I love open garage doors. I love people who are already out in their yard. Um, when I'm cruising in a neighborhood, I'm looking for somebody who's home, right? And these people are home. They're in the driveway. We're going to get out. We're going to talk to them. But we're supposed to videotape this thing. And dummy me, I kind of forget the part where you're supposed to be uh, surreptitious. And I'm uh, walking around videotaping um, our guys pitching these people on buying a no soliciting sign. 
this lady starts losing her mind. She starts jumping up and down. Oh, no, no, you got me in her car. She just, boop, 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 boop. she just going a million mile an hour to, in half English, half some language. I don't even know what it was. And she's just uh, uh, insanely upset that we're in her neighborhood selling no soliciting. Says, well, it turns out what she was upset about. I didn't even pick it up on it because I'm slow. She was upset that I was videotaping her. And she starts saying, you, you have to delete that video. <laughs> anyway, she goes crazy. Uh, that was the craziest video of the day is uh, somebody just losing their mind that we rolled up on them to uh, say hello and try and sell them a no soliciting sign. But we sold like seven, eight hundred dollars worth of no soliciting signs that probably cost uh, Taggart about 30 bucks. From a gross margin standpoint, um, boy, I think we it was a home run of a business. Unfortunately, gross dollars. You couldn't have bought us all a Big Mac uh, for being out there all day. But it was fun. We had a good time. We sold some no soliciting signs, bro. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Oh man. I've, I've always wanted to carry some just in case somebody gets like super mad. I mean, like, well, right. why don't you have a sign? They're like, Oh, I never got around to it. I'm like, well, I have a sign here. Yeah. Here you go. It's here you go. 20 bucks, 40 bucks. And I will install it myself right now. <laughs> but wait, Rick, there's more. If you sign up today, you're going to be enrolled in the national do not lock, do not knock list. With your $20 free installation and a lifetime membership into the Do Not Knock list. And by the way, you're going to need that because I don't know if you know it, but right down the street, there's a legion of door-to-door -door guys. It's their convention. The door-to-door -door convention is about 2,000 yards from here. You need this no soliciting side because there's a horde of no soliciting guys. They're coming this way. This is your secret uh, shield to uh, ward yourself off of, of this legion of door-to-door -door guys they're on the way it's only cost you 20 bucks oh oh my gosh <laughs> no kidding that's real life man that was the real deal right there we, that was our pitch oh my gosh i would all right i have to do that at some point <laughs> so for the next event i'm i'm down i am down to do that yeah of course i'd rather sell solar because it costs more than 20 bucks that's really oh, the yeah, thing about solar rick and i've sold a lot of things another I have never sold a product that costs so much and was sold in such a short period of time. I've sold million dollar products that took nine months to sell. And I've sold, you know, $20 products that took two seconds to sell. But in my career, and of course, you know, my, my, I'm, I own a solar business called Sun Solar Solutions and uh, we're out there selling solar every day. Never in my life have I found an opportunity where you could make a 30 or a 50 or an $80,000 sale by knocking on someone's door at three o'clock today and wrap the sale up, uh, you know, tomorrow at three o'clock where you meet with the customer for an hour and a half. So, you know, that's one of the opportunities uh, that I've experienced in the solar world. And the best way to get out there and make that happen is face to face, uh, making that happen by knocking on someone's door. There's literally no better way to create an opportunity and close an opportunity. There's everyone in the world's going to try and tell you how to network your way and Facebook your way to heaven and all that kind of stuff. And all that stuff works. But none of it works like going out into the neighborhood with a bunch of people who are paying way too much for electricity and knocking on their door and seeing if you can uh, convince them it'd be a good idea to see a free solar quote. Exactly. Everyone wants to look for the easy way out. Everyone wants to, you know, the Facebook, the networking. That's good and all. But if you don't have business generating door to door, it's going to be a lot harder. You're essentially putting all your eggs in one basket that takes a long time time yep. to come to fruition versus knocking doors you can go talk to somebody 
um, you can either same day close them or like I, like I said, you set up the appointment for the next day. And mm-hmm. within an hour and a half, maybe two hours max, you close the deal. That's the deal. And thousands of dollars. For me, I'm typically, and I know the new trend and I'm starting to see some opportunities to set same day appointments. My, uh, my friends in California uh, from Voltaic and Simple Solar, those guys have just been knocking out of the park with uh, same uh, day appointments. Me, I'm in three or four appointments every single day. And that's kind of the... The key to selling over, you know, two and a half, three million watts of solar every year is to make sure you're in two or three or four appointments every single day. My uh, my mini habit, my no matter what habit to make sure that that happens is, is that I'm going to knock doors between those appointments. I'm going to get one person to say no to me uh, after I leave each one of the appointments. And so what, what's really been the key to my success in two major areas of my life, Rick, the the, the first area that if I wasn't successful and I wouldn't be here, I'd be dead or in prison somewhere was uh, overcoming and recovering from my alcohol and drug addiction. You know, being an alcoholic and a drug addict at 19 years old, I was spiraling into a, a nowhere um, life. And finally, I got to the point where I was willing to do something about it, um, got into the 12 step program where they told me, man, you can be successful at this. You just have to do a couple things that are really simple to do, but you have to do them no matter what. And uh, like, even if your ass falls off, you have to do it. And those two things were go to meetings every day and don't pick up the first drink. Like it sounds so simple, but if you go to meet one meeting every day and you don't take the first drink, years are going to go by and you're going to find yourself years sober. You know, and I'm 37 years sober today with three grown kids and none of those um, kids have ever seen me take a drink because I've gone to meetings and I haven't taken the first drink. So those are tiny little things that I had to do, but I had to do them without fail. Uh, and 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 the saying in those 12-step programs, you have to do them no matter what, even if your ass falls off. If your ass falls off, pick it up and take it to a meeting uh, and on your way and on your way. And then all you got to do is get to your pillow that night without having taken a drink and boom, you've got another day of successful recovery. When I got into uh, solar, I found myself experiencing this, the problem that a lot of people in solar experience. I was too successful so quickly and solar pays so much. When I first started in solar, I had to prove to myself that I could take off the golden handcuffs. And I had a six-figure salary as a regional uh, vice president of a big IT security company. And you know, I had a six-figure salary and a six-figure bonus. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to go door-to-door selling solar? You know, but I wanted the freedom and I, I had that entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to do it. So I had to prove to myself I worked as a uh, I worked as a in, in the evening. So I just had kind of a not a part time job, but I was moonlighting, selling solar for about two weeks, knocking on doors, closing deals. And within two weeks, I'd sold enough to prove to myself that this could happen and that this could work. And so, boom, dropped off the keys. Dropped off the uh, to the rental to the uh, company car. Dropped off the uh, golden handcuffs to take your salary back, take your benefits. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to go knock on doors and sell solar. Like that was not something I was anxious to tell people on LinkedIn. What are you doing these days? <laughs> I'm, I'm knocking on doors. I'm a door to door peddler selling solar. They'd be like, dude, like you were like somebody in this whole corporate thing. What the hell? And uh, yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. But and then I tell them, well, how are you doing? I said, well, here's what I'm making selling solar. They're like. Holy Toledo, can I do it too? Yeah, absolutely. Come on, we'll, we'll sign you up. You get signed up, you'll be selling solar tomorrow. And they'd say, well, let me ask you a question, Mike. How do you get your appointments? And I said, well, it's real easy. We just go door to door and ask people who'd like to see free, see a free solar quote. And they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. 
<laughs> I know so many guys who were such good salesmen that worked for me as a vice president of sales and sales manager and sales for 25 years in, in, in selling corporate America stuff. Uh, I know so many guys who were so good at it who would say, Mike, what are you doing these days? And I'd tell them and then they'd say, how do you do it? And I'd say, we knock on doors and say, yeah, I'm not doing that. So, I mean, it takes us, it's not for everybody. Not everybody has what it takes to do it, but the guys that do have what it takes find themselves being successful. And then all of a sudden, you know, they make three, four sales and they get paid enough money. That's two or three times what they used to make in a month. And they're like, you know, you know, what I found myself doing is on Sunday night, if I was looking at my calendar and I didn't have an appointment until Tuesday at noon, I was kind of off until Tuesday at noon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my partners came back to me and said, dude, we made you an owner of this company because you had promise and you were knocking out, you were posting 150, 200 kilowatts a month. Why are you posting 60 or 80 kilowatts now? And I had to get honest with myself and say, you know, what is that really about? And, and it was about the fact that I had in a short period of time, got rid of all my debt, had money in the bank, paid off my mortgage. And, and I was motivated by paying my bills and paying my mortgage. It didn't occur to me, what was I going to do when the bills were gone and the mortgage was gone? What was going to motivate me? And so I had to come up with a completely different paradigm. I had to come up with a completely different mindset. And, and that's what happened for me. That was four or five years ago. And I've been selling two and a half, three million watts of solar every year since. I love that. I, we literally just talked about that um, this last weekend at this mastermind event is once you get to your destination, it's almost like, have, have you ever seen the movie Finding Nemo when they finally break out of the, the fish tank and they're now like, now what? what? <laughs> <laughs> now we're bouncing what around on the so, ground like an airbound guppy. Exactly. So in, for you, what, what was it that helped you switch or shift your paradigm and reassess your goals? And how, how do you continually do that? Because I feel like that's a big thing in the industry. People reach their goals. They do it maybe one or two years in the row, but then they drop off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I experienced that same thing. And uh, for me, I had to realize that my goals were messed up. You know, my goals were to pay my bills. My goals were, I didn't, I didn't even have a goal to not be in debt. I was, you know, a successful corporate America sales guy for 25 years, which landed me $40,000 in corporate and consumer debt, which is what success looks like, you know, for most people in this country that you can afford 40,000 plus cars and no, 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 no. The idea that I was going to pay off my house and then not have anything with any debt, I didn't even, I wasn't like on the Dave Ramsey program trying to make that happen. But I made so much money in solar so quickly and everything's paid off. And then I got like shoeboxes of cash in my, <laughs> in my, uh, in my closet that I, and, and it's, I got shoeboxes of cash because my wife spends every dollar I make, no matter how much I make. I'm like, I'm going to hide this stuff so she can't spend it. I don't even want her to know how much money we're making. So I had to get honest about that and then get honest with my behavior and say, you know, a shoebox full of cash is a bad idea, right? Like it should be in real estate or some investment or what, and I need to be like 10 Xing that box of cash. And I got lucky. I'll be honest with you, Rick. It really was to some degree luck. One, I was confronted and say, dude, you're, you're capable of 150, 200 kilowatts a month. What's up with this, uh, you know, 60 kilowatt a month thing, you know? And I'm like, well, 60 kilowatts is a lot of money. <laughs> like It's doing everything I need to do. What, what's the problem here? Uh, and so why was I willing to work for this much when I could be getting paid that much? And, and what does is, what is work take? It just takes all of your time that you're not not working, right? So if you're going to put all your time that you're not not working into working, why not maximize uh, how much you're, what you're making? And then I realized there were some things I needed to do every single day, no matter what. And for me, the thing that really snapped for me, two things. I went to the first D2D con in 2016, met Sam Taggart, 
Um, he's up on stage. Says, hey, everybody, come up on stage if you sold over a megawatt. And two things that happened that were coincidence. One, I had happened to get a free D2D con ticket from Spotio. I was a Spotio customer. I'm like, ah, D2D, that sounds pretty good. I'll go check it out. I didn't realize it was the first year. I figured it had been going on forever. I show up and then uh, Taggart's on stage going, anybody sold a money? Come on up. Well, the other coincidence was, is I happened to get confronted at the same time that the net metering deadline was happening in Phoenix. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, like, oh, why am I selling 10 out of 10? You know, am I just that good of a closer? And part of it was that I was selling with a gun to the customer's head. They would always say, wow, this looks great. I want to think about it. And that's what all people see when they see a solar presentation. Solar sells itself. They go, oh, this costs no money. And then I save money. And <laughs> I just knocked you off the, uh, that's, what, that's what you get for using your hands to uh, tell a story. So uh, you know, I realized that I'm closing them all. It's because I'm literally got this deadline to the customer's head, which is effectively a gun. I say, you want to do it. They all say, I want to think about it, right? And so I do my little thing and uh, do my little close, pull my little close thing out of the toolbox, hit the nail on the head and, and, and do close number one and then close them up. They got a gun to their head. They're, if they don't do it now, they're going to miss out on this deadline. And, and, and so my partner and I both seize on this idea. And I think, wow, if I can sell uh, this much and make this much money by being in four or five appointments a week, how much money could I make if I was in four or five appointments a day? And what's my excuse for not making that happen? And, and, and I just sort of took advantage of the opportunity. It wasn't really a mindset change. It was just sort of acting appropriately to one, being confronted with what the heck. And then two, here's this opportunity where every single house I go in, I'm making, you know, two, three, four thousand $4,000. And all I got to do is do that four times a day. And I make that times that per day. And so I decided I'm going to do that. And my partner and I, we're just knocking it out. We're knocking on doors. We're doing whatever we can. We're getting ourselves into two, three, four appointments a day. And we're closing them all. And we crash through this deadline and I'm planning to leave the country <laughs> when this deadline comes. And my wife and I, we're going to Italy. I got a villa in Tuscany uh, and I've got, I'm going to be in this villa in Tuscany for a month while we go to Venice and Rome and all this cool stuff. And uh, I crash through the deadline on July the 1st and my partner looks at me and I'm it's 10 o'clock at night. I got five contracts in my hand that I have signed up. This is in the days when there was... 18 pieces of paper and they all had to be handwritten and they had to be done in triplicate and carbon. And I'm, I got five sets of these that I have filled out. You talk about Donald Trump used to get a tired of winning, man, you want to be tired of winning, fill out five sets of solar paperwork by hand, writing their address six times each on triplicate forms. But I come into the office with that stuff. And uh, he looks at me, he goes, wow, it's some interesting news. I go, what's that? He goes, well, it looks like they moved this net, net, net metering deadline. It looks like they're going to extend it another month or so. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no way. That should have been the best news in the world. And instead, I'm like, no way, man. I'm leaving for Italy tomorrow. <laughs> and I go home and I talk to my wife and I go, this, this trip's not going to cost us 25 grand. It's going to cost us 250 grand to go out of town for the next month or two. And uh, I said, what are we going to do? And of course, it was obvious we couldn't do it. So we canceled the trip and we kept working. Well, they moved that deadline once or twice later. It turned out October 1st, we crashed through the final, final net metering, gone dead. And we think solar, the reason we're working at this level is we really haven't seen the math on post net metering solar. And we think it's the end of solar. I'm selling solar like it's the end of solar. The gun's to my head. Who cares what the customer thinks? 
I'm the one selling like the guns to my head. The end of solar is the day after tomorrow. That's how I'm selling. That's the mindset. That was, I'm not, it's not accidental, but it was incidental to the situation. And I responded to the incidental to that situation. I crashed through the deadline. I add up what I've sold and it's 2.56 million watts of solar. And I, I, don't know, I don't even know what a megawatt is. I mean, I don't even know selling a megawatt of solar a year is a thing. I just know we responded to that opportunity with what seemed appropriate. I go to the D to D con, Sims, does anybody sell a megawatt? I go, I mean, anyways, has come up. Uh, we're going to have an award ceremony later. What's the deal? What'd you say? I go, uh, 2.56 uh, million watts. And he's like, no, no, dude, not, not the whole damn company. How much did you sell? I'm like, oh, no, no, the company sold a lot more. That's what I sold. And he's like, well, shoot, we don't have an award for that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I come up to the stage later and they call my name. And, and instead of handing me one, it sounds like, oh, we don't know what to do. So we're going to give you two of these things. And that was the double golden door uh, award. So walking away with those two things, I'm now looking at it going, okay, I really like to make that happen again. Right. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I need another deadline. I literally moved. I bought a house, right? Wrote a check for it. And if you want to like have a good feeling, pick out the house, you, the house of not your dreams, the house of your wife dream, right? The house your wife has been dreaming about. Go pick that house. Let her say yes to that house. And when your brother-in-law, who's the real estate agent says, uh, I'll have my mortgage guy call you in the morning. And you're like, you know, I think I'm just going to write a check. And your brother-in-law's like, dude, come on, man. Nobody writes a check for this house. That's just not real. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a, this solar thing's going okay. I'm going to, I'm going to write a check. I don't need a mortgage. So you want, you want to talk about a good feeling? That's a good feeling. Right. <laughs> and so I think I want that to happen again. What am I going to do? I'd like to buy another house <laughs> a year from now with the same thing. What do I got to do? And I'm thinking it's this deadline. I got to go fight. So I moved, I bought a house, wrote this monstrous check for this house. And then I moved and I went to Tucson where they were having a net meter deadline. And I'm like, I need me a deadline. <laughs> Why do I need a deadline? Why do guys from Utah need to go somewhere for the summer to sell a crap load of stuff? I don't know, but they think they do, right? They think they got to move for a summer to sell a crap load of stuff over the summer. Well, in my head, I need a deadline. So I went moved to where they had a deadline. Same thing. I sold at the end of that year, the deadline moved, moved again. At the end of the deadline, I had sold 2.8 million watts of solar. And then I'm on stage again, holding two of these things again. And now I'm like, dude, I got to make, I want to do this again. And I'm like, but I'm out of deadlines. <laughs> I got to go to that house that I bought. I got, I live in Phoenix. I got to go home. I got to go, go to Phoenix where this, my wife lives and my house I bought. I got to live there. How am I going to do this again? And I, that was when I went to D to D and I heard Jeremy Aldous speak and he talked about many habits and that's about an 85 page book telling you that if you want to get in shape, you got to do one push up a day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I finally understood that in order to be successful and how I'd been successful, not drinking for 35 years, now 37 years, whatever that is, is I had made these unbreakable commitments to a super tiny, tiny activity, but I was going to do it every day, no matter what. And, and so for me, that became going out and getting one no from one door per in-between appointments, no matter what. And so many habits can be triggered by something that happens every day at a certain time of day. Like no matter what, every day I take, one of the reasons I'm alive and doing well is I take my vitamins, which includes an 81 milligram aspirin. When you get to be my age and got a belly, 
you're supposed to take an 81 milligram aspirin every day. And they say, that might be the thing that keeps you alive. Like I've been doing that every day for five years. Would I be alive if I wasn't taking that? I've never been able to take anything four days in a row. But I do that every day. So when I go to the coffee pot, I pull out the coffee pot. And my mini habit is I take my vitamins down and I take one out of each jar, including my 81 milligram. And I put that on a little plate. Check mark. That's it. That's the mini habit. That sounds ridiculous and it sounds stupid, uh, but it's true. Once I've got them on the plate, well, then I feel like an idiot if I don't like, you know, take them with some water. Once in a while, I don't. But almost every single day after I've done the mini habit, I do it. So I translated that into selling solar. And for me, that one thing that I do every day, no matter what, can't, it's a rule, is in between appointments, I've got to knock on one door and get one no. And it sounds ridiculous but what it does is it unlocks the key to the universe the law of the universe according to newton is that an object in motion tends to stay in motion an object at rest tends to stay at rest and a solar guy like you and i are right now inside our own houses tends not to be on a door 10 minutes from now but a solar guy on a door right now tends to be on another door 10 minutes from now and so by employing that no matter what habit no matter what, every single day, I was going to knock on one door and get one no. Why is it a no? Stephen, guys, a mini habit says if you've got a mini habit that you are absolutely determined to do and you find yourself not doing it, it ain't stupid enough. It's not absurd enough. It needs to be as silly as doing one push-up. How do you, how do you make an excuse to your partner or to your accountability group or to yourself that you were too busy to do one push-up? That's just a bunch of crap. It's just not true. You were not too busy to do one push-up. And if you have to get the check mark today and all it takes is one push-up, drop and give me one push-up. Well, you can get that done. So in between appointments, can I get to one, no matter how busy I am, whatever, can I get no matter how successful I am? <laughs> That's the problem in solar, right? I'm too successful to knock on doors. You know me, I'm important. I got shit to do. I got to be in a podcast, man. I don't have time to knock on one door and get one no. Don't you know who I am? Right. That's the best example. That's the best uh, excuse in the whole day. Don't you know who I am? I'm a big deal, man. I'm not some dude knocking on doors. And the minute you start knocking on doors, you're not a big deal in solar anymore. And, and so that was the key. That was that seizing on that one idea. That and the fact that the first mini habit was to read two pages of that stupid book, Mini Habits. Well, I like to read. I'm a big reader. And uh, somebody just happened to walk by and give me Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. I'm like, well, I'm going to read two pages of this book every day. Um, again, the real problem that we have, Rick, is that our goals are wrong. Everybody's goals are to pay their bills or make enough money to go on some vacation or whatever, you know, rent a Lambo and take an Instagram pic or whatever. If your idea is to create generational wealth so that your kids' kids are going to college on the money you're making today, that's a different mindset. You know, and if you're reading two pages a day of Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich and you're adopting and following that like a textbook, you're going to find that your mind is different. You're going to think differently. And that's what happened for me. That that mentality that put me $40,000 into debt as being hugely successful and a big deal with a company car, uh, that turned to me driving a Ford F-150 solar truck uh, and being able to write a check for a house. You know, one, one sounded cooler at a cocktail party. It looked better on Instagram, but that guy couldn't write a check for the, the, the dream house, uh, you know, of, of his wife's life. The guy knocking on doors could. And I realized uh, if I wanted to succeed at that level, I had to have a different mentality, a different mindset. I call that an eight-figure mindset. So today, you know, my thinking, once I got those two golden doors, that became instead of a pinnacle to reach for, 
that became the floor that I stand on. And now in that third year, when I didn't have a deadline, I didn't have some of that stuff, I crashed through that October 1st date and I wasn't even at 1.5 million watts. I'm 500,000 watts away from getting a double golden door. And I've got the three months of the year where I usually sit on my ass. I usually break through that deadline with two point something million. I'm like, I'm coasting into Christmas. You know, let's go to Cabo. And I crashed through that deadline and I got 1.5. I've got like a whole solar sales year for a normal solar salesman to go. And I got three of the worst months in Arizona. The deadline's behind us because we have this deadline thing that happens every year. No one's getting their five, $600 electric bills. They're getting their $80 electric bills. They don't need solar when they got an $80 electric bill. And it's just the time of year. It's just seasonal, right? So I'm like, how am I going to do it? And I don't know how I did it to this day, but I knew one thing. I was going to get to that 2 million number no matter what. That was a mentality. That was a mindset. I was not getting up on that stage to hold one of those awards. That just wasn't going to happen. And, and when everyone else was going off on Christmas vacations, I was knocking on doors and selling on Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas. I didn't get that 2 million 05 watts until New Year's Eve. And, 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 and that was, that was just, there was just no way that wasn't going to happen. But what now I've translated this epic achievement into the type of goal where I got to sell enough solar to pay the rent or my kids are on the street. Like if your kids are going to be put out on the street tomorrow, you're going to find a way to sell solar. If you can find that urgency and find that mentality about reaching a goal that, you know, most people aren't, don't even have on their agenda that's just a mindset. That's all that is. But if you're not acquiring that mindset, if you're not doing things that are causing that means that mindset to happen, those things are competition. Those things are big wise. You know, those things are, you know, a, a, a thought in your mind that you can't imagine not happening. Tim Grover talks about cleaners. And, and while some people are trying to get one ring, Michael Jordan's trying to like, he's going to have five or six. You know, that's a mindset thing. That's just not a skill thing. That is absolutely true. Holy crap. Let's just drop a bomb right there. <laughs> like that's my buddy. Brad that's my buddy's Lewis. Brad's deal. Brad came to door to door con <laughs> and and he got to hear my my shtick and whatnot in his deal. And uh, as I'm telling my shtick, uh, just like literally a few days before he comes to DDD con, I'm, I'm doing my knock on one door, no matter what, you know, or uh, I ain't coming back. You know, I got a couple things that I say. Right. And uh, he gets up on stage and door to door. Start, and he's like, he's like doing my shtick. Only he's making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to knock on one door. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Brad. Appreciate Brad. that, buddy. Thanks for the help. Oh my gosh, Brad! Brad's a character. That's that. That's that's a topic for a different day, though. Um, yeah, he and I are projects. Uh, he and I are doing a big project together. So my training is coming up, and uh, Brad's people and I have gone to great lengths. And I've visited with my uh, friend Mo Fala at Simple and my great friend Nick Finger at Voltaic for me to spend a whole day in front of an audience so that I could get my training out and get it recorded. Uh, and then Brad Lee are gonna. And I are going to do in his studio. He's got his team that's created the script. So everything that I do, how I knock on doors, how I get this mindset, uh, the advanced solar sales presentation that Sam Taggart talks a lot about, brings a lot of people to the D2D site. All of that stuff has been turned into a full training course, 
all virtual, me and you, one-on-one. How do I do this? Exactly how do I sit with a customer so that at the end of this presentation, they're like, holy cow, I mean, there's no way I can't go solar. You know, how do you get there? And I'll tell you one thing, Rick, it ain't by telling them they're going to save $38 a month. That's not what gets people to lead uh, to this conclusion that there's just, they cannot live without solar. And then of course, they're going to want to do it, but they want to do it on a day that's not today, you know? And, uh, and I, these are just skills, right? These are things that I learned. And I tell you who I learned that from. Every time you do a, a great presentation, the customer thinks, this is awesome. You're awesome. I want to do this. I just want to do this on a day that's not today, right? That's, the, that's how every solar sales, but they're all heading at that point. And, and most salespeople, they hear that and they think, God, it's going good. I got a sale. And then their heart breaks when the customer starts selling them on the objection that this is going to happen. You're an amazing salesperson. It's just going to happen on a different day, not the one that's got the same date on the calendar that today has. Why? I just need to sign up on a day that has a different date on the calendar. And the minute the salesperson buys that, their little heart breaks and they've bought the objection. And I learned how not to do that. I started selling solar in 1983, and I learned how to do it from guys that sold aluminum siding for 30 years. And if you want to see a great sales meeting, a great sales movie, and this is a great one. I mean, everybody has seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and seen, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, do the, you know, coffees for closers and the, the whole night. Everybody has seen that mm-hmm. uh, whole deal. But if you want to see a great sales movie, uh, go see Ten Men with Danny DeVito and Richard Dreyfus. Ten men. They go selling door-to-door. They're they're door-to-door home improvement salesmen, and they're selling aluminum siding. And they they called them tin men. Initially, I guess it was tin siding, right? And so they're knocking on doors going, hey, you'll never have to paint your place again. Yeah, it costs three times more than painting your house, but it's going to bring you all these benefits and look better. But they had to get in the door and get to the kitchen table. Once they got to the kitchen table, everybody looked at it. And so this is amazing. I would love to have aluminum siding. But I'd like to sign it up. I'd like to sign up for it on a different day. And those guys devise the plans. They devise the, the closes. What's close number one? What's close number two? What's close number three? What's close number four? If we're both still at the kitchen table and you haven't bought, then there's a close number five. <laughs> and and like boom, 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 just keep emptying the clip, man. If we're both still at the kitchen table, and then I haven't bought the objection that this is happening on a different day, which by the way, it's not. The chapter in my book that's about closing is called, I'm not coming back. And I always ask people, why do you think I'm not coming back? Why do you think I'm not coming back, Rick? I've talked to the customer. I said, I'm here. My job's to show you how solar's going to work. By the way, this is the last meeting we're ever going to have because I'm not coming back. I'm not the comeback guy. Why do I tell the customer I'm not coming back? To show that you're serious. It's either getting done today or it's not getting done. Right. But if they called me tomorrow and said, come back, would I come back? Yeah, maybe. Damn right I would. But why am I telling the customer right now I'm not coming back? I don't I don't know. Because there's not going to be another meeting to come back to. <laughs> this is the meeting. This isn't the meeting about the meeting. This is the damn meeting. And there ain't going to be another meeting to come back to. Every single time you buy that objection and think you're coming back, that meeting miraculously cancels or gets postponed. They'll call you half an hour before you show up. They'll meet you at the curb as you're pulling up with this wild excuse about their mother-in-law's in the hospital. We got to go. This meeting's not happening again. And the person in the room 
at the kitchen table that needs to know there's not going to be another meeting is you, is me. We're the ones that need to know there's not. So I tell them right off, I'm not coming back. I never come back. It's not what I do. I'm not the comeback guy. And so, you know, those aluminum siding salesmen in 1984 who'd been selling aluminum siding and shifted gears to selling solar uh, in the early 80s, those are the guys that taught me to bring this toolbox with you. And, and, and your job is just kind of super flurious until they say they want to do it on a different day. Just walk them through this, what today would have been, uh, what, what would you call it today? So in those days, it was a three ring binder with eight by 11 uh, glossies and a, and a little cellophane slide. <laughs> when I started selling solar in 2015, I went to the store and I bought a three ring binder and I started printing stuff out, putting it in the little cellophane thing. So I could, when you walk somebody through a solar presentation, they think this is awesome. I'm going to do it. It'd be stupid. Literally it'd be, I tell customers it's honestly, you can see this, right? It would be stupid to give the electric company $30,000 in the next 10 years. You're paying $3,000 a year and 10 years from now, if there were no inflation, you'd have handed the electric company $30,000. Can we agree it would be stupid to give $30,000 to the electric company? I mean, I'm not calling you stupid, but it would be stupid to give $30,000 yeah. to these guys. And, and it ain't going to be 30. It's going to be 40 because 30, 40, 50, we don't know. It's going to go up. And uh, But those guys knew that you didn't need a, a superhuman supercomputer to get somebody excited about aluminum siding or solar, it sells itself. You're like, yeah, of course there's benefits. I would like it. It looks better. It, it has all these benefits. Of course I want it. But then they decide they want to do it today. Those guys learned over the course of decades, the psychological warfare involved in what I call serving the customer. If you want to serve the customer at the highest level, you have to help the customer understand that today is the day that they need to get this process started, that they need to get this project moving forward. Today is the only day they can do it and accrue all of the benefits that we just talked about. They wait one more day and they're gonna rent their power equipment one more day. And most likely it's gonna be another year, two years, 10 years forever. And so I call it serving the customer at the highest level. If you wanna serve the customer at the highest level, you have to get it into your mind that there is not going to be another meeting. And this is the customer's last chance. It's not your last chance. you got two more appointments today. You're going to sell somebody solar today. At the end of the week, when you look back at the week, if you've got 17 sales or 25 sales or three sales, you're not going to look back and say, that family didn't get to go solar. And that's on you. They asked you to come to their house to perform a service. And the service was to help them get over this resistance and this false idea in their head that they're going to be better off if they start this process tomorrow. It's a lie. It's an objection. It's a smokescreen. It's total bullshit. And your entire job is to recognize that objection and help the customer go to work. And by go to work, I mean, pull out the toolbox. Like I got a toolbox and there's a hammer, there's a saw, there's a, uh, you know, five or six different screwdrivers. There's a socket wrench. There's a, there's a nut for every bolt in this toolbox. And I have no idea which one of these tools are going to work. I was in somebody's uh, kitchen the other day uh, for three hours and that was to get them uncanceled. And they had signed up after me being in their house for three hours the day before. And they were canceling the next day, which happens, right? And so at, after three hours of me being in their kitchen, finally, it occurred to me, oh, how did you close this thing the first time? 
After saying to the husband, benefit one, two, three, four, and five, it occurred to me that the lady who hadn't said a damn word was actually the neck and that he was the head of the meeting, but she was the neck. And it occurred to me, he was going to keep saying no forever. And he was the wrong person in the room to be asking. It took me three hours to remember that the day before at hour three, I had wheeled on Mrs. Johnson and said, Lori, what do you think? And Lori says, I get it. I think we should do it. I don't think we should wait another day. I think we should start the paperwork, John. And he says, okay, that's fine. Just do it then. <laughs> and now we're doing paperwork. He cancels overnight. I go back to their house. I'm in their kitchen for three hours talking to him. And it occurs to me, oh my God, that's right. And she's just sitting there quiet as we should have a word to say. And I go, value one, two, three, four, and five, John. Lori, tell us what you think about this. <laughs> you want us out of your kitchen anytime soon? And she says, I get it. I think it makes sense. I think should, he had, in the meantime, switched from uh, buying it on financing to buying it on cash, but he wanted to buy it on cash on a different day. And she says, I think today's the day. I think we should do paperwork. And he goes, okay, fine. Do it then. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know which one of these tools in the toolbox are going to work, but I just know that when I get through with a solar presentation, I know they're going to want it. I know they're going to think they should do it. I also know that about eight out of 10 times, they're going to say, this is awesome. We're just going to do it on a different day. And now it's time to put on my overalls, get out the box of tools and go to work. Exactly, man. That is so incredibly crazy how it just, just kind of happens. It's almost like the light bulb close. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. That's, I mean, it's fascinating, but it just goes down to you keep track of everything you do and you're very conscientious about your clothes. You're very aware. What I feel like a lot of solar people specifically, we just go through the routine. We go through the monotonous. We go through, we think that there are many habits, but it's just a monotony. Step one, step two, step three, step four, and we're not applying it to them, right? You had the realization I'm speaking to the wrong person here because you're just that much aware. Your sales IQ, um, a, a lot of people call. Um, I'm super smart, but I'm super slow. It took me three hours to get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have the saying where door-to-door -door people, we're, we're not the smartest people. We really aren't, but we can do incredible things where our sales yes, IQ can. brings us way higher, but our intellectual IQ, eh, average, decent. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. So let, let me ask you this, Mike. Seeing in hindsight, if you were to go back and seeing what you did to be successful, because a lot of people are trying to emulate what you do. A lot of people are like seriously look at you. They're like, Michael Donald's doing this. Like, I need to do what Michael Donald does. In hindsight, what do you think was the if not the key, but the keys to your success and just can, and just doing what you've done. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I get, you're right. I do get asked that question a lot. And uh, it's probably because, you know, I'm on stage, you know, getting those, it's not because of my magnetic personality, right? It's like, well, I want to be on stage saying I sold, 
you know, uh, two and a half, three million watts uh, of solar. So I've actually uh, taken that to heart and sat down and wrote a book. So I'm in the kind of final processes of getting a book out. The book is called No Matter What, and I really break it down. I mean, I'm talking about what time my day starts and where did I get this idea and how do I implement this part of the day? What's the mindset? Uh, what's the process? What do I say at the door? How am I getting people to say yes instead of no to an appointment? How do I get those appointments to stick? Um, what's the advanced solar sales presentation so that people's like, man, I got, you know, a lot of people have, have seen me talk about it. It doesn't have a damn thing to do. If you're a solar guy and you're even bringing up how much dollars per month solar is less than the utility, that's not even a thing. If you think $38 or $68 or $88 a month is going to convince someone to take on a 25-year obligation uh, where they're, you know, sign, they're signing up for a $50,000 agreement, I mean, that's not enough. You have to understand the dynamics of ownership and equity and appreciation uh, and, and what we're all going to be dealing with right now, which is inflation. We've been dealing with inflation forever. My dad used to talk about uh, man, we used to go to the movies and it was 10 cents. We go, oh, dad, that was like the olden days, man. That was like the depression, man. That was like, come on, just stop it already with this walk both ways uphill to school every day in the snow, even in the sun, you know, stop it already. You know, we know it used to be different a million years ago, but when my kids were in high school, which was not a million years ago, it might be a million years to you, you know, but they're like 29, 30, 32. So they were in, in high school, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, and my wife took them to the movies. It was like three fifty for them to get in the movies to so students, and it was five dollars for my wife and I to go to the movies. And uh, I mean, we were pissed that it was five dollars because, like, it was used to be three fifty for the grownups and you know whatever dollar fifty for the kids. It's like, wow, that's incredible inflation. Who would pay five dollars now? You think like five dollars to go to the movie? You're like, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish it was five dollars. I just went to the movies and it was like fifteen dollars. Somehow it tripled in the last, you know, dozen years. And then it was like 50 bucks for popcorn and a, and a drink and whatever. You're like, whoa, did this stuff go up over time over COVID? Well, guess what? We used to go a year ago. We used to go through the Wendy's drive through and it was six dollars for a burger and a hamburger and a shake. And you go through now and like 14 or 16 dollars. Like, what happened to a bag of fast food in one year? And it's called inflation. And we've been talking about the fact that over time. The, the cost of solar starts out where it is. I'm sorry, the cost of electricity, kilowatt hours, that they go up, right? And we're telling them it's going to double in 15 years. Well, that's a big thing, something doubling in 15 years, let alone tripling. Holy cow, $5 to $15 to go to the damn movies? Like That's like a dozen years. Is there something weird going on? Well, guess what? There's something weird going on. You know, it's called a global pandemic, and and supply chain things and it's just it's everything is everything has changed this company has this country has printed 10 trillion dollars we've gone from 20 trillion in debt to 30 trillion in debt and i'm getting to some technical stuff here but the bottom line is we have never experienced inflation like we're going to experience it in the very near future because we just doubled the amount of dollars that are on planet earth because we literally planted or, or or printed up 10 trillion dollars and then just handed it out to people for free and, and that's going to cause things to be like, it's going to cause a bag of Wendy's food to be $14 instead of six. That's just what's going to happen. Kilowatts are going to go up for that reason because they always go up. They were two and a half cents in the 70s and a nickel in the 80s and, you know, 10 cents in the 2000s. And now they're 20 cents, 24 cents in the afternoon in Arizona. So every 15 years, the price of this, the cost of this thing is doubling. That's going to be a calamity 
for people who live in a house, just the doubling. If they're paying three grand a year or five grand a year for electricity and it doubles, they're going to have to ask themselves, can we afford to live here? In Arizona, you're going to go, can we afford to cool down 2,800 square feet once the kids go off to high school? Are we going to have to like sell, go off to college? Are we going to have to sell this beautiful home that we've invested all this money and got perfect because we can't afford to cool down, you know, 3,000 square feet? We got to move. You know, we got to get out of here and get into that condo and move into that hovel in Sun City and go be old people living in a little cubby hole because we can afford to cool it down and we can afford the electricity costs. Well, you know, that's just uh, that's literally just a, a travesty. And so it's our job to help people understand that. And that's the type of thing I do in my training is to help people understand the dynamics of the ec ec economics. And it's not about saving thirty eight dollars or eighty eight dollars. It's about somebody profiting from going solar to the tune of $100,000, $150,000. And by the way, that's if we just take into account historical inflation, which is somewhere between 3 and 5% every year. I mean, every year, inflation is relentless. But now we're not going to be experiencing the same inflation. We're going to be experiencing a different kind of inflation. And I don't think we're going to have hyperinflation like wartime Germany or Brazil or something like that. But it's not going to be the same as before when we printed $20 trillion in 200 years, and now we printed another $10 trillion in just one year. That's going to cause things to be a little different. The other thing that's going to cause things to be different is we have a brand new government. And I'm not talking about a new president. I'm talking about a new government. We have gone from the Republicans controlling the president, the Senate, and the Congress to the Democrats controlling the president, the Congress, and the Senate. And those guys got elected by saying, we are going to implement a Green New Deal. Has anybody stopped to think of what that Green Deal, the Green New Deal is? And that's a huge deal. So, you know, President Kennedy in 1960 said this country will land a man on the moon by the end of the decade. That was absurd. That was insane. The idea of the cost of putting a man on the moon was something that Americans couldn't fathom. And if you tell people that we're not going to be making combustion cars 10 years from now, they're like, well, that can't be. Well, guess what? That's already a thing. Like we already have said we're not going to do it anymore. And by the way, they're not going to stop making them because people stop buying them. They're going to stop making them because people are not going to buy cars that are too expensive to fuel. And we are going to tax. The idea and the moonshot for Biden and this new government is that we will stop. Here it is. Here's the moonshot. We will stop using carbon-based fuels in the next 10, 12, maybe 15 years. So in other words, it's sort of like the United States of America realizing that everyone in this country smokes. I mean, my mom smoked with two hands while she was driving with six kids in the back that weren't wearing seatbelts. That's what my childhood was like. Both my parents smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. And we're talking about the 1970s. The warning labels had been on the cigarettes for 10 years. And they were not even slowing down. And you want to know why? Because cigarettes were 80 cents a pack. That's why they were smoking. They were cheap and they were addicted. How did we get people to stop smoking cigarettes? Did we make the warning label bigger? like they did in Canada. In Canada, they turned the whole pack of cigarettes into a warning label and people smoked just as much. In Canada, they raised the taxes on cigarettes and that got people to quit. So we did it in America. Cigarettes are now $8 a pack instead of 80 cents. And guess what? 
You're not smoking. I'm not smoking. Nobody's smoking. And we're not smoking because it's bad for our health, right? <laughs> we're not smoking because the cost went up 10x. That's what's going to happen to carbon-based fuels. They're going to go up 10x. They're not going to double. They're not going to triple. They're literally going to go up. We are going to tax them to death. And we don't have to wonder about that. They're telling us this. Just listen to them. And they're telling you, well, here's this little subsidy. How do you get a jackass to move? I'm talking about a donkey, not, not like some guy we don't like. How do you get a jackass <laughs> to move? You employ a two-prong strategy. Prong number one is the incentive, right? Put a little carrot out there in front of the donkey, and you go, there's a carrot, donkey. Go ahead and go after the carrot. And the, and the donkey starts moving forward, right? And what is that? That's the solar investment tax credit. We're going to give you this 26% tax credit. Come on. Come on, donkey. We, we got to stop using these fossil fuels. Come on. Here's a little carrot. And early adopters, and you know, now we're up to maybe 5 or 10% in Arizona, people not uh, using these things. But how do you really get a jackass to move when you want them to move? I mean, move now, goddammit. How do you get a jackass to move? You kick it in the ass. That's exactly right. You whip it with a stick. And so you've got this stick in your hand. And, and if, that, if that donkey don't go for the carrot, you're not going to wait but a second or two. You start whipping his hind end with a stick. That's exactly what you're going to do. This investment tax credit, this solar uh, 26%, that's a little tiny carrot. It's a big carrot, but it's a carrot. And it's the idea is to get the jackass to move. If you don't move, let me just tell you something. When the government shows up at your door and it says, here's a bunch of money, we suggest you take the money. I suggest you take the money. Because if the jackass don't move for the money, the stick is coming. And I'm telling you, these guys are not kidding. They're not joking around. They shut down the pipeline, right? This big keystone pipe, shut it down. That's no joke, man. You're talking billions of dollars invested. They shut it down. Trump, first day in office, pulled us out of that Paris Climate Accord. You know what that Paris Climate Accord was? That was about signing up bilaterally, multilaterally to impose carbon taxes on ourselves. Day one, Biden in office reenacts, recommits the United States of America to the Paris Climate Accord. We were in Europe this week, sitting down with the Chinese, agreeing amongst ourselves to tax carbon based fuels to death. That's what we're in the midst of. And if you're knocking on somebody's door, telling them they're going to save $38 for going solar, if you're at their kitchen table telling them they ought to sign up for solar so they can save $600 a year, or $800 a year, that is that has no bearing on the conversation. It's not even worth bringing up. Like if you're telling somebody you're going to earn them enough money to go to Applebee's one time a month, are you kidding me? Like what the hell? These guys have a $5,000 a month nut and you're trying to get them 38 bucks to be like, dude, how did we even have a meeting? That was about saving us $38. And it's not worth having a meeting. Now, if what we're really talking about is changing somebody's net worth by a six-figure dollar amount, giving them the freedom to send their kids off to college and keep that house forever, pay off the mortgage, pay off the solar, and be able to actually live in their house on Social Security, if we're showing them a solution that changes the trajectory of their financial well-being, well, let me just tell you, Rick, that's, that's worth having a meeting about. And I think if you can get someone to listen to you for 10 seconds at a door, you can convince them, yeah, we should probably have a meeting about that. Yeah, of course. And when you're sitting down at their kitchen table and they're thinking, this is a pretty good idea, but we think we should do it someday instead of today. And we bring the full weight of that conversation to bear. 
you're going to get a different reaction because that's what this thing is really about. And it's your job. It's my job to help that person understand that. I, I love that. So, I mean, let me ask you this, because when people say, oh, I need to think about it. Um, I've implemented the Grand Cardone close. Like, yeah, sure. I'll give you, it doesn't matter if you need two hours, two days, two weeks, or two years to think about it. it just comes down to these simple things. One, can you afford it? Two, am I the type of person you would want to do business with? And three, is my company the type of, or my company, the or the company that I represent, a company that, that you would want to do business with, right? Normally, yes, that's a little outdated, but what, what do you- It isn't outdated. Let opinion, me tell you the stuff the... that's outdated with the stuff aluminum siding salesmen were doing 30 years ago. You want to know why it works? And I love Grant Cardone, but I don't think he's been at anybody's kitchen table in a while. I've been at two kitchen tables yeah. already today. And after this kitchen table podcast, I'm going to be at somebody else's kitchen table. You know, that's not how you close yeah. solar. It's, a, it's an entirely different process. And it would take, you know, an afternoon of talking about it. But uh, if, if you're going to want someone to move and get that jackass to move, you're going to have to really make them see how they're number one, it's in their best interest. And two, they're kind of effed if they don't. So that's yeah. the bottom line. If you're not showing somebody how one, you're making them much richer Two, that by moving forward today, that is going to multiply the benefits. If you're not showing them how it's in their self-interest, they don't, you're not the kind of guy they want to buy solar from. They don't want to buy solar from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want to buy solar from your company. They don't want to buy solar from any company. They want to buy solar because they're greedy and they're effed if they don't. And if you don't help them understand, well, they're going to make a big profit and uneff themselves, then they're not going solar. Not today. Perfect. That's what it is. That's Thank exactly you. what it is. Guys, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> I freaking love that because that's that that was my big thing is how, how do you approach it? Like they see the value in it and they understand it. They understand how it benefits them and they understand if they're effed if they don't do it. At the exactly. end of the day, at the end of the day, people can make the decision for themselves. Whether they do it or not, that's on them. But our the key our is job. knowing there's not going to be another meeting. Yeah. Uh -huh. The key is knowing that it's my responsibility and my job and my duty to help mm -hmm. them understand that. And that it doesn't affect me for more than a minute if they say no. And by the way, I love no. Tell me no. I get paid for no. I'm all about no. You know, like tell me no. Make a damn decision. Tell me I'm coming back on a different day. I'm not coming back. And you're the one that needs to know you're not coming back. You know why? Because there's not going to be another meeting. It's a mindset thing. You don't need anyone to tell you how to close. You need to tell yourself there's not going to be another meeting and then figure it the F out. The best close is the one that hasn't been invented yet. It's understanding that the guy is saying no, and it's the wife who wants the solar because she thinks he's going to kick the bucket soon, and she wants her electric bill paid for the next 30 years because she's going to outlive him by 30 years. The best close is the one that comes from being at that kitchen table saying, what do you guys need? You sent me here. I'm here for a reason. You invited me here for a reason. And let me tell you what that reason is. It's to get this process started because if we don't start it, it never, ever finishes. If we don't finish this process with glass on your roof, none of this is going to benefit you. And it ain't happening on a different day. So you tell me, what do you need? 
You know, what is going to what's going to bridge the gap? And for me in that situation, it was me being at their kitchen table for another three damn hours. And I'm not recommending you spend six hours with everybody. I, I recommend you do what it takes. People ask me all the time, how long does it take to sell a solar system? I said, well, I don't know. I haven't met you yet. I don't know. I don't. If you asked me to take your grandma for a walk around the block and you said, Mike, how long is it going to take to walk my grandma around the block? I said, I don't know. I haven't met your grandma. She shows up in the door with her tennis shoes tied tight. She's the spry little thing and I got to keep up with her. We're going to be back in 10 minutes. If I show up to the door and she's on a little walker deal and it takes us 10 minutes to get to the sidewalk, it, I might not be back for three hours. But if you're still at the kitchen table and they haven't asked you to leave yet, then the meeting's not over. <laughs> and that's a good thing because there ain't going to be another meeting. And then it's time to just empty the clip. You've got to go to close one, close two, close three, close four, close five, close six. I've, 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 I've sat with somebody and been through literally a half a dozen different closes. And, and so anyway, that's, that's what, so I've told you two things about what I have coming up so people can get all the details on that. One is uh, the book is called No Matter What. Uh, if you want to get a copy of the book, all you got to do is go to my website. It's www and M-O-D Sales Academy. M-O-D Sales Academy. A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Put your name on a list. I'm going to send you an autograph book. You're going to get a smoking deal to help me make it an Amazon bestseller when it comes out. Uh, it's going to come out sometime this quarter, probably in June. And then the other thing is I'm sitting with Brad Lee doing this uh, training one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to, we go through every single thing at the door, every single thing in the presentation, every single thing uh, on the closes. I mean, empty the clip. Uh, and that's uh, also is modsalesacademy.com. All you gotta do is sign up and you'll get all that stuff and we'll tell you how it works. And um, we get into the details and, and uh, you know, get everybody literally the nuts and the bolts. So those are the, those are the things that uh, I've, I've just had to take the time. People ask me to come and do it in person. I love doing it in person. I just can't take the time to do it. And why can't I? Because I'm at, you know, three or four kitchen tables a day. When you add up what you get paid for that, I can't charge enough to do training uh, <laughs> to make it worth my time. So uh, although every once in a while, somebody makes it worth my while and we spend a day together. And uh, I usually do that with people that I'm also friends with and want to see their sales force uh, do incredibly well. And that's gone, that's gone super well. So, you know, I really love being in uh, the relationship with people where I'm teaching other people how to do that. That's why I do these podcasts. That's why I've spent all the time with Sav Taggart doing the uh, solar breakouts at his uh, sales uh, summits um, over the last few years. And uh, that's why I, you know, I take time to just literally sit with, and then, and then I've got my own sales department. So, you know, I'm the leader of a, of a 20 megawatt um, solar company, right? And I'm the I'm the vice president of sales for a 20 megawatt solar company. So there's just a lot going on. But uh, anytime I get a chance, especially somebody like yourself, Rick, I love your podcast. I love what you're about. I love what you're doing. Um, I love to just carve out some time and uh, talk about you know how to make this really happen. I love that, and we we all appreciate it. We all appreciate everything you do. You're literally leading because they're before you. We're, we're both in, in, in this interesting place of what we're doing in our role in the industry. There is no blueprint. We're figuring out as we go and we're just trying to add value wherever we can. And that's really what it comes down to. So I appreciate the time that you've taken. I know you're about to head out here to um, another meeting. So to wrap it up, let's do it with one last question. If there's one thing you would impart to the door-to-door -door industry, 
one last piece of advice, what would that be? Honestly, it would be to come up with two or three things that you're going to do every single day, no matter what. And you've got to start out with like, say, say it's exercise. If that's um, exercise, you're going to have different levels. The no matter what is I'm going to do one pushup a day. I'm going to get that check mark. Or I could do 10 pushups or I could do five sets of 20 and knock out 100 pushups. Uh, that's Stephen Guy's new concept with elastic mini habits. This way you can stretch them and, and, and hit the overachievement. You can do one pushup or 100. Either way, you're going to get the check mark. So I, if I were you, I would say, what are the two or three things that I need to commit to and make them ridiculously easy and make no matter what habits that you're going to get the check mark every single day. And no matter what, you're going to make that happen. You're going to get it done. And every single one of those things are going to put you into motion. And then you're going to be the benefit. Instead of you being the victim to inertia, you're going to start being the benefactor to momentum. And momentum is what it's all about taking no matter what habits into those tiny increments will start the momentum that'll make you a huge, huge winner. So thanks again, Rick. I appreciate it. I'd love to get yep. everybody a copy of my book who wants one uh, and they can just go to MOD sales Academy, put your name down there. The day we uh, release the book, we'll get you an autograph signed copy of the book. Perfect. All right, guys. And with that, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much for being on brother. Appreciate everything you do. And yeah, we'll, uh, I'll have to go down to Arizona here soon. No soliciting, brother. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next one. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. No, no, no.